Hey y'all, I'm back. This camera is just not it. <laughs> but we're gonna work with it today, all right? <laughs> um, see, and look, Holy Ghost told me to come up here and, and record in the office today instead of going in the basement. See, you gotta listen to the Holy Ghost, right? <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome again uh to Emotion Monday. Um, again, I have to start my intro all over again. Welcome to Emotion Monday, um, where, you know, it's a play on words. So if you are new to the Psalms of My Emotions ministry, new to watching this episode, it is Emotion Monday. It's a play on words. E is electronic. Motion is movement. And it is Monday. So God, I prayed. Um about continuing to, you know, come on here on a regular basis. And God definitely backs this move. Um, he's actually told me to do it on Monday. And I asked what time, six o'clock, even though it's later, we was having technical uh, difficulties, right? But and this just serves as a day where, you know, you never know what somebody, what kind of weekend someone had. So this Monday is a push, you know, it's an infilling um, to provide nuggets of wisdom. I call them Jesus nuggets, nuggets of wisdom, um, guidance in a way, and just some, you know, encouragement and inspiration, right? Who doesn't mind having a push, right? We all need a push in some things, right? That God is telling us to do or some clear clarification on what God wants us to do. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive in. I want to acknowledge my podcast listeners this will upload to my podcast and if you guys have not uh saw the testimony that i had um abruptly put live about you know the number of downloads i received from the last episode it's like near 500 downloads in just one day right or a couple days because it started it keeps on going so it still keep on going which, you know, it's just to me a testament of being, you know, obeying what God tells you to do. God told me to, you know, at first when I started these, I would do a blog and speak, but I was getting too comfortable, you know, with the blogs and everything. So he just said, you know, don't listen, get the blogs out the way. You're leaning on them too much and just sit here and just speak what I say. So it just seems that every time I come on here, as of lately, it's just the topic gets a little deeper. But today, you know, um, the topic today is Jesus weeps or Jesus wept, but he is weeping, right? He is currently weeping in this hour. And, you know, the thing is, you know, no one really talks like this, you know, on these kind of uh, social media platforms. No one really prophesize what, what is on the heart of God. You know, we get prophesied what's on our hearts and what we want, but we never, you know, hear what's on the heart of God. Like truly, like what does he feel about what's going on, right? How does he feel about what's going on? What does he, you know, what instructions he wants to give us? We don't want to do that because then it causes us to reevaluate ourselves. And who wants to do that? Right. If especially if we're comfortable in where we're at. Right. We don't want to evaluate ourselves. We don't want to adjust. We don't want to change, you know, but God always requires us to be pliable. He always wants to be. You no, know, he's the potter. We the we are the clay. I say that all the time. 
He wants to make sure that his hands can do and move and maneuver every piece of you, you know, as he sees fit, not as we want to, but as he sees fit. And he hopes he, you know, he, his hope is that we do adhere to the bending that we do adhere to the molding. You know, that's his, his thing. He hopes that he, we will, we will want his hands on us. Right. And I know it hurts us because there's no good in flesh. And so when that flesh just gets to start moving, it don't feel good, right? But he wants us to move us and to make us better and to mold us. But anyways, I did write down a couple of um, notes just to touch on. Like I said, I'm just going off my notes. It's notes in Jesus. But primarily, I really don't have too much written down, but it's pretty much, you know, Jesus just sitting in here. Um, he just wanted me to come on and I battled with the title of this, right? I'm like, God, I don't want to say that. I don't want to entitle, I don't want to title that. I don't want, you know, um, smoke. Good evening. <laughs> I don't want smoke. I don't want, you know, because initially the title that came into my head was um, Jesus is tired of this church. That's the first thing that came into my head. And I was like, well, God, give me another title. <laughs> give me another title. We got so much going on, you know, on social media where it just feels like, you know, people are attacking the church, right? People are attacking, you know, God's people. And I didn't want this to be set up like that. I wanted this to, you know, genuinely just be a... um like I said, a word that God is, is saying that, that he wants to let his people know, his sheep know what's on his heart, right? And we should want to know what's on his heart, right? We should want to know what's on his heart. So the thing is, he was like, okay, I'm weeping. And so I just thought of that scripture, which is one of the shortest verses in the Bible, John 11 and 35, Jesus wept, right? And so, you know, not to get too much into the context of where it came from, but this is basically, you know, Lazarus dies, you know, in this context and he has been dead, you know, for four days. But the thing that got me was in verse 33, you know, Jesus saw Mary weeping and he saw other ones that came also, you know, was weeping and he was deeply moved by it. Jesus in this hour is just so deeply moved by our weeping. And I'm already starting. What we are crying over. You know, there, there are things that I don't understand how it, it deepens my heart in such a way. But, you know, God let me know that it's because it's on his heart. You know, and I'm going to get into, you know, I've numbered some things that is really troubling and and grieving him, you know, in this hour. And so, you know, there are people that are crying out, you know, for, for help, you know, that are crying out like, Lord, where are you? When are you going to move? When are we going to feel your spirit? When are we going to feel your healing power? When are we going to get that, um, that revival that we're longly awaiting for? Listen, if anybody is waiting on revival, I'm waiting on revival. 
right? And it does begin in us. It begins in us first. And the, the before we experience all of that, God has to break us down first. We're first. We're the first partakers of this revival. Before it revives the world, before it hits the earth like it should, like it is, it has to start with us. It has to start with the people, the called out one. It has to start out with the church, right? But there are things that are disturbing him right now that he will fix. <laughs> he going to deal with it, right? But so I'm just going to go ahead and go in it. But that just was like something that's, that pointed out to me because he started to feel that way because he was touched by the feelings of Mary. You know, he was touched by the feelings of, you know, the people around him. And it like deeply moved his spirit. It deeply moved his soul. Right. So then, you know, um, the thing is, this is all a setup Tuesday. This is all a setup. You know, where there are so many things going on in the body. You know, in his body, in his people. And it's a setup. And I say this because, you know, as even in this in this John verse, um, John 11, you know, even going up some more verses, how he told the disciples, you know, hey, our friend is asleep. You know, Lazarus is asleep, but I have to wake him up. But be thankful, you know, that um, I, I wasn't there when he died so that you may believe. You know, so this is making room for God to do a miracle. So I, I, I believe with all of this, Things that we're facing right now inside the church, right? It's going to be for our good and he's going to turn it around. We're seeing it. And I know a lot of people are irritated. A lot of people are bothered. Why are they like this? Why Why is this going on? Why? Wh wh where's the representation? Where is it? I don't see Jesus and these people that you say are your people. What's going on? <laughs> Jesus. What's going on? But he's deeply grieved right now. He is weeping over these things. But you, you see that even after he weeped, here came a miracle. So I'm seeing this as a sign that he's telling me that he's weeping, that a miracle is soon to follow. So this is, a, a to me, a sign that's saying, hold on. You know, you're just going to grieve and weep just a little bit over over my people right but look a miracle is about to happen i'm about to i'm about to raise it up i'm about to raise it up right <laughs> so with that being said you know the the um verse that came to me and was confirmed by somebody <laughs> is that you know i want to start off with this verse and that's in uh second timothy three and two um people will be lovers of themselves Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy. Those are the times that we're living in, and this is what is grieving God right now, right? That is what is grieving God right now. Now, I'm going to read it again. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy. That last one, unholy, 
You know, we we always think that it's, you know, some of us may think that it's, it's perfection. But really, when it's stating here about being unholy or being holy, being unholy is that you are not willing to be set apart. You're not willing to be different. You're not willing to even look like a, a look different. You're not willing to be separate, right? So then when you're not willing to be separate and you're looking like everyone else that don't believe in him, you are unholy. No question about it, plain and simple. You can't be holy, but then look like everybody else, right? We, we need to do a better job with explaining that, you know, not just using the word. We're in a time where we have to break down every, every church word that we say. Because there are people that want to know Jesus, but we got so much church and needs going on that they don't understand, right? They don't understand what we're talking about. Holy, what is holy? What, what are you talking about? What do you mean? I got to be holy. What is that? right we don't we don't break it down because we're so used to using it but then we don't we're not so used to applying it right so anyways god gave me that verse and then he was telling me so i'm gonna go now i'm about to get started right <laughs> so number one with that being said the first thing that is grieving that is making god uh god weep in this hour is pride it is the deep spirit of pride that has entered like a, like a, I mean, heavy. And I would say more so in the last couple of years during a pandemic, y'all, during a, a time where we should be grateful that we're alive. But in return, like in Timothy, we, you know, we are ungrateful. How do you become ungrateful in a time where death was among us like that? How do we turn into pride and just not be thankful for our life? Like, God, thank you for air in our lungs. And we go on like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. Like that didn't just sweep and rock our world. That rocked our world. That rocked our understanding and our placement that we thought we had on this earth. This rocked our understanding of, of really digging deep and understanding what our purpose is, right? Now you see everybody, you know, a lot of people are quitting their jobs because this ain't it no more. I need to find out, hey, if time is going and, and anybody can get it, <laughs> anybody can just leave this earth like that, I need to find out what I'm really here for. I need to find out why, I, why, why am I breathing, right? So, but I got off, but pride. And let's go into definition. Like I said, we need to do a better job with breaking down definitions that we use. Um, because we, people are hungry for this teaching, right? People are hungry for this teaching. So the definition of pride is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one on, from one's own achievements, 
the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Do you hear God in any of this? Right? Do you hear any, any credits given to the creator? The credits are given to ourselves. Right? A feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one own achievement. So we think we, we got it. We think we we we're we're the ones that are is responsible for being where we're at, obtaining what we have, and we give no credit to God because I did this, right? He is grieved. He is weeping, right? So pride is a major thing that he's weeping over because. What, where do I fit in? You know, Jesus is like, where do I fit in into your life that you feel like you can construct on your own and you're taking credit for it? Yes, foolishness. <laughs> it's definitely foolishness in the kingdom. And the thing about it, when I was going to entitle this, God is tired of this church. People, some people would definitely automatically get offended with that but that doesn't mean that god doesn't love you but god can get tired right that does not mean he does not love his church i mean he's married to the backslider he's he loves his bride he will lay down his life for her which he did but he gets tired he gets irritated. He wants to make it right. He wants to fix it. And when he does fix it, we see it as a punishment when it's actually correction. But who likes to be corrected, right? Nobody wants to see God's rod show up anywhere. And he's been doing it. It's like, I was telling my mom earlier, like even with the, when COVID had hit, it's like, Jesus was whooping us and we were like one of them bad kids that got up and continued to do what we got whooped for. Like, what is the point of that? What kind of crazy? So that means you don't know why you, why you're doing what you're doing and you're going to just do it anyway. Cause you want to, you don't see any wrong in what you're, you're doing. So with this pride rising up, you would think all of that that had happened, you know, we locked, we, I mean, we basically couldn't go nowhere for a while. And then now it's like, it's more pride rising up in the body. Yes. He's lamenting over us again, just like them in the Bible days. We're doing the same thing. And it's like, yes, absolutely. And he's like, you know what? I'm tired. And the thing is with being, um, like I said, you know, being one that can prophesy God's heart, you know, I'm not prophesying a car, you know, or any of that. I'm prophesying God's heart. And we don't want to take heed to the, these kind of messages. You know, we don't, and, and, it, and it, it, causes, it causes a repentance to happen. And that's pretty much what this message is about. Like, I pray that this cause repentance. You know, you don't know it all. 
you don't know what you evaluate yourself. You know, like I said last time, have some mirror moments. This is the time where we need to be in the mirror like never before and asking God to search us, right? Asking God to search us and search us thoroughly. And the next one is vanity. God is weeping over vanity. And when I say that, <clears throat> it's, and I'm going to read the definition first. <laughs> well, I think I wrote it down. Um, so it's excessive pride or admiration of one's own appearance or achievements. He is weeping over vanity. And vanity is not necessarily a look, it's a posture, right? You can look nice. You can dress to the nines. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a posture. There's a disposition that comes with vanity. It's, it's, it's a lover of yourself. So when people look at you, do they see you or do they see Jesus? Do they see you loving you more than you love him? That's what God was like explaining and downloading to me. He says that my people are, you know, they're being so much in love with themselves that people can't see, can't see me through. I, they, I, I can't, I'm nowhere near. <laughs> Nobody can see me through them, right? And like I said, it has nothing to do with, you know, dressing, to the nines. It has nothing to do with that. It's a disposition that it's, it's a, it's an air, right? And he's, he's grieved because while we're doing all of this, people can't see him, right? You could be filled with the spirit, but if he can't see through the vanity, like if people can't see him through, Hey, you loving yourself. There's nothing wrong with loving yourself. But if it gets too much where, you know, because what that means is when people be lovers of themselves, that's really saying people will worship themselves. Thank you, Holy Ghost. People are worshiper of themselves. Because that's what we do when we worship God. You know, we're loving on him. So in return, when you're doing that to yourself, you're worshiping yourself. You know, and then you want you want other people to worship you right so he is grieved with that because he's like who's 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 directing people to worship me right too busy wanting people to worship worship them so that's <laughs> number two <laughs> thank you for taking notes tuesday that's number two um and number three God is deeply grieved with the affliction of his sheep. We're not going to get away with being in the body and hurting each other. He sees it. He sees every group chat, every um, subliminal post. He sees every conversation, he hears every conversation 
and he hears you know just all misleading you know the and, and i wrote it down the affliction of his sheep and the misleading of his sheep he's so tired of his sheep being misled in this season in this hour you know people that earnestly want jesus christ want want him they're trying to seek peace they want healing but they're being misled and afflicted in the process he's tired of it i'm disgusted with people okaying that you know and and you know it's the thing about church hurt you you do get hurt in the church you know but it's the thing about why we excuse it that is no excuse for that and i have a clip that i want to share with you guys um that will bring everything in because it broke my heart it broke my heart hearing this hearing, hearing this woman of god's experience in a place where you know help and it's like we make it so normal this is not normal. This is grieving God that we act this way in his house. It's not okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and get into this video. And it's about five minutes, but it's so good. It's this um, talk show that I watch called uh, The Same Room. And so it's a uh, Christian platform. And um, yeah, he's fed up with it, Glad. So I'm just gonna go ahead and play it. And you guys, you know, listen, it it touched me right here, right? So I know it touched guys. So here it is. And you cry. <laughs> it's okay, Caitlin. <laughs> no, it's what happens in the room. You gotta cry. You gotta let, you gotta it, let out. it out. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. okay. <clears throat> just um Experiencing so much church hurt has caused caused me to fall into a huge depression because mm -hmm. I thought that's how you get to know God. Like you got to go to church every Sunday, every yeah. Wednesday. You got to go to Bible study. You got to be um, you have to serve in a church and everything. And it's like, God, you see my heart. Mm -hmm. I'm showing up. Mm -hmm. But your people are not accepting of me. Wow. They're judging me. Wow. They are. You know how you 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 meet people and they'll they'll know that something's special in you, mm -hmm. and they'll say, um, "I'm gonna pray that God helps you in this area," but it's <laughs> like you can help me. Wow. Mm -hmm. Why do you have to pray mm -hmm. for God to tell you to help me? Yeah, when you know that you can help me. Yeah, and so it's just stuff like that, and then like experiencing in a church like with a lot of women. Mm -hmm. with the, the jealousy and the mm -hmm. envy that is real <laughs> and i didn't experience that hardcore before but like even like going into like the culture thing like light skin versus dark skin mm -hmm. that's been my whole life wow like i will go for certain things and i'll be like oh it's a whole black casting but then i'll go for it and they'll be like mm, we don't want you and it's like oh, why not like I qualify for this, and then um, wow. so it just just a lot within the church has hurt me and caused yeah. me to be in a huge depression, anxiety, like suicidal thoughts. So, um, one day, God met me where I was, 
and it wasn't in church. And I thought I would meet him in church. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to all these churches trying to find the right church home. And he sent this girl to speak to me. And it was like, um, she was like, I feel like God's saying this, that, and a third. And you've been going here and here and here. And she read me like a book. Wow. And I was like, that's how I know that you're hearing from wow. God because there's stuff that like I haven't even told you. Like you don't even know my name. Yeah. Wow. Um and she just restored hope. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for the pastors to restore hope mm. in me. And you're over here saying that you have to pray wow. to make to make sure you're saying the right thing or make sure that you'll oh, connect man. me to the right people or whatever it may be. And I was just like, you know what? God met me where I was. And mm-hmm. I'm so happy because he saved me from doing a lot of things that I will not be here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, God is God has yeah. a way of loving you through it all. And he'll just meet you wherever mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. I love that. Same mm-hmm. here. And it's so I'm, I mean, I, I love that you just shared. Yeah, and because that is it's real because so real. when you talk about because I mean, Brenda's story, too, is connected to, to church. church hurt. Hurt. Mm-hmm. And even for me, like some of the. Some betrayals that I've experienced, like in my adult life, yeah. that were some of the deepest like that just hurt me came from church folks i don't know why it's like but, that and i think and i think it's really because you know the church is a place where full of broken people it's, it's a it's a, full of broken it's a people. spiritual hospital for broken people mm-hmm. right and so the 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 problem now is you believe like okay if we're all seeking jesus right we should, shouldn't this be the place we have it's, more the most yes. grace for one the another most grace. Right. shouldn't be this be the, the place where love. we care the love but you have and there is nothing that hurts than a broken person trying to wound you while trying to put jesus on it it's Ooh. it's terrible so it's like i'm doing this in the name of jesus right mm-hmm. it's like you have to do so it's like yeah no you're not you Mm-mm. you're and this is this what you have what you shared is also the reason why many people walk like, away yeah, from God yeah. Yeah. because they're like, well, if this is what he looks like, I'm good I don't on want that. no parts I of this. Good on yeah. that. But the reality is it's not church the- is full of broken, broken people, people mm-hmm. you know, and I love what your story because it just shows like when, when you say God met me where I was, That's who God is, is like at the end of the day, baby, I'm after I'm you. after you. Wherever, right. you are. Wherever you are, I'm after you. And yes. even when you think about it, if I was Satan, where and I'm, where I'm gonna be? I am trying to cause like some serious pain and trauma in your life. I'm gonna look for willing vessels in the church, not yeah. outside, because outside Absolutely. you're you're the expected. You expected, yeah, You yeah. know, like ah, uh, y'all y'all mm-hmm. gonna be trifling. Y'all gonna right. be this. Right. You're the expecting that mm-hmm. in the church. You're like, nah, this is the yeah. place. Because even check it in the Bible. The first demonic deliverance, the first time that a person was ever delivered from a demonic spirit. First of all, it's when Jesus came on the scene, but it was at the church. Mm -hmm. It was at the synagogue. synagogue. That was the first and everything about God is so intentional. But that shows you that through their brokenness, Satan is like, okay, I want to use you Mm -hmm. to hurt other people. And church hurt, it it is, it is a deep pain. Right. I would even want to just say this, and and I want you both to chime in on this even before I share. Because didn't you cry? Woo! So that was a lot <clears throat> to me, like to just unpack, right? Like what 
got to me was, you know, in the end where it's just like, you know, how it should be. And her just having to, you know what I mean? She said, I went through anxiety. I had deep depression over it. Like that should not be normalized and okay. Right. And like she did read you know, the other uh, pastor re reiterate reiterated was just that you know hurt people do hurt people and you do have to but everybody doesn't come with that maturity right you know so he is just grieved you know that it's just even set up that way you know we have so many people rising up and saying you know how much mental damage that is doing to them other than you know oh i found him in this place and then it's like they uh, you know, they have encounters from strangers, right? Because God got to intervene some kind of way, right? He got to send people in the, in the, in the coffee house, has to send people in a library, send people to your job, right? And it, it, it really like, it shouldn't be that way, but he's grieved and he's been grieved about that for a long time, right? So it was so much to, unpacked there but when i heard that girl just kind of tell her testimony it like broke me up like this was my confirmation to speak about it this is what like my heart just like broke for her because you know this is someone that just i'm looking for change i'm looking for peace i'm looking you know god and then i want to serve i want to serve right you know with god that you know i'm here you know and then sometimes we'll get so deep where we'll say, oh, I'll pray instead of you, like God put you here to help me, right? Why we got to go all around the mulberry bush <laughs> for you to help me, for you to, to encourage me, right? Why do we have to go all around the mulberry bush? You know, if you're filled with the spirit, it should just spill out of you. There are times where certain situations and people that I talk to, I don't feel like I'm all the way prepared. And then Holy Ghost shows up because it's in me. It's going to come out, right? I don't have to pray so deep and so often for what should exude out of me. You know, the Holy Ghost should exude out of me. I shouldn't pray. You don't conjure the Holy, you don't conjure the Holy Ghost up. It walks with you. He walks with you. So it, it really shouldn't, it shouldn't be a big wrestle unless your flesh is overriding the spirit. Then it's a big, it's a big to do, right? Woo. <laughs> you know, it shouldn't be that deep to help someone that needs help, you know, spiritually, you know, just whatever they need. Your Holy Ghost should be able to, 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 you know, the Holy Ghost should be able to, to assist you. You know, that's what it is. It's a, it, it assists you. It helps you, helps you make decision. It helps you help people, right? <laughs> you know, it should never help you hurt people. It helps you help people, right? Woo. I said, you guys are pretty quiet. <laughs> But I mean, it was just such a weight and he was just saying he's grieved, he's tired, you know, of his sheep being afflicted, right? 
it's it's gone are the days that it's okay for things to go on like that in the house of God. You know, he's tired of it. He's tired of it. And there are strong people, you know, that can withstand all of that, but that shouldn't be the standard and part of, I mean, it is part of the suffering, but it's like, no, because it's too many. It's too much, right? So anyway, that was a major one. You know, the affliction of his sheep. He's tired of his sheep being afflicted in his house, right? So the next one is division and useless quarreling. He's tired of the fighting within the body. You know, he's tired of the fighting, the arguing, the useless, you know, quarrels, the quarrels that don't bring glory to him. And that's a way to kind of keep yourself in check. You know, does this conversation bring glory to God? Does this, you know, does this bring glory to God? Does me saying this bring glory to God? You know, that's what keeps you in check. Because I, I, God got me together one day. I don't know if I had told you guys, right? God got me together one day. You know that, that time with Paula Patton and that chicken incident, like she was seasoning the chicken in the oil, right? He got me together on that. Mind you, I don't know this woman, right? I don't know it, but, and I think I had put up a post um, before that that said something about glorifying God or something. And then before he was like, listen, does this glorify me? He said, Yo, no, you don't know this woman, but what if she so happened to come across your post, right? She come across your post or she's asking, you know, she's asking you, so, like, you don't know if you're going to cross cross paths, but she sees you were talking about her like everybody else. But she sees that all of these Jesus quotes and all of this stuff, it's like, it's going to cancel all the work, all, everything that you've done that's going to cancel it out. It's not worth it. And so I took that down because it started to get like, it started to pick up speed. It started to get, you know, a little viral a little bit. And I was like, see, that's just like the devil. You slip up one time and he'll make sure the world tries to discredit the Jesus in you. Right? Can't wait for you to slip up. Let you say something out of your flesh on this internet and it goes viral. It cancels out all the things that you have confessed about Jesus and how he's worked in your life. Ain't nobody going to believe it. Right? That cancels it out. Yep, it all comes down to heart thing and spirit. I mean, all of it, spiritual maturity and heart thing. And he wants us to come up. He needs his sheep to come. He needs, listen, he needs his body to come, grow up and come up. He's tired of the immaturity. Now it's just going to flow out. I got a list, but it's going to flow out. He's tired of the immaturity. Like, I'm trying to do a move that, that I'm trying to do a move here. But we're not mature enough to handle it at all, right? So, yes, definitely. It all comes down to a hard thing of spiritual maturity. Only if I would... <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Our mouth could get us into trouble. And the the enemy can't wait for our mouth to open up the wrong way. Because you know what the thing is? He can't wait for us to not look like Jesus and then he will put us on display. We got to be careful not to do that. He can't wait to like, when we don't look like, we got to be careful about what's elevating us. If you're all of a sudden shot up to a place, you better make sure that you're you you looking like Jesus, that you that you walking like you talking like Jesus. You better make sure that you are. Because sometimes he shoots you up because he knows that, oh, they about to get out of pocket. They about to be a they they're a pop-off queen. Right? Their mouth just pop off. Somebody say anything to them because they're under stress. Now they're going to pop off in front of all these people and it's going to discredit everything that they said they stood on. Right? Can't wait for the moment for you to pop off. And he will have you do it in front of people. That's why we have to be careful what we posting on here and we're Christians. Right? It's not just a post. You are reflect a reflection of Jesus Christ, the Savior, the Healer, the Resurrector. You are reflecting Christ in everything that you touch, including your mouth, <laughs> including your phone. You texting, you in groups. You are reflecting Christ, right? So when we are mature enough to know that. And our heart gets right, but he, our heart need to get right, right? But he's weeping, but you know, a miracle is coming. You know, he's, he's, he's coming, right? So the last thing that I have, I could say a bunch of things, but for the last thing, he is tired of being boxed in. Yep. Living epistles and all we do. Yes walking people got to read us and be like you know what there's something different oh oh you you look even when i go into a store you know that's the first thing that comes out you're a christian it ain't even like are you you know really asking it's like they're declaring it like you're a christian <laughs> oh <laughs> like yes <laughs> so yes we have to, to be, because we're the Bibles that people that don't open Bibles read. So when they're reading you, when they're experiencing you and encountering you, they should be able to say, I know, I know what Jesus feels like. And I didn't even have to open the Bible. It will draw me to open the Bible and read more about Jesus Christ because I have encountered you. It shouldn't be like that video. I've encountered you and now I don't want no parts of, of, of God in that Bible. It should, and we're, and we need to be, and that's where I was going with that. We need to be responsible for that. That is no longer okay. Turning people off from God. You're, you're just not, you're doing the opposite of what you, what you come to church to do. You know, you don't come to church to be nasty and mean and you know turn you know you it, it, it turns people off from god and we can't tell people to suck it up and just say oh well that's how no that's not right because you're turning away from god not just the the housing part but you you turn off from god 
right? And, you know, in the place why it hurts so much in church is because that's a designated place to heal, right? Because some people will say, well, you get hurt on your job. You get hurt, um, you know, here, there, whatever. Yes, but I don't, I don't come to my job for healing. I come to my job for a paycheck. You know, if somebody hurt me at my job or, you know, I'm irritated at my job, I could push it and keep it moving because I, I'm. this is how, this is one of my sources. This is just a source, right? You know, yes, you, I may become irritated and met, but this is just a source. I didn't come to work for healing, right? But I came to the house of God for healing and peace. Question is, do we really know what Jesus looks like and what he stands for? Right. That's the thing that, you know, like I said, with, with relationship. And I said that to someone, I believe Tuesday, about us portraying a better job of not only being scared to, you know, be making him like um, being scared of him. But more so, like, let's sell, and not necessarily, it, it sounds bad when I say it, but it's not, sell, you know, about how loving he is. And it's shown through how we walk and we live our life. That's the thing about being living epistles. People should look at you and be like, you got something that I, I don't know, I can't put my finger on it. Like, you are peaceful. You're loving. I, I, want, I want that right and so that's the draw and then it caused you to go deeper and deeper and deeper but you have to have a desire and a want and a thirst you know for jesus and then you'll get to studying and seeing what his word says and hearing him in prayer it's like a never-ending well that you dig right and it's like, we're never going to get a full understanding really of who he is until we get up out of here. And I don't even know if we'll even understand that much. But it's like you it's like falling in love every day with something you can't see. <laughs> every day you fall deeper in love, you know, with with Jesus, because the more you know, you be like, Jesus, I didn't know that. So, you know, that's why marriage is such a reflection of 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 a relationship with jesus you know marriage is not just a marriage is to be be with somebody you know marriages are supposed to be reflection of jesus love on the earth right that's it may serve out of love and not out of hellfire fear that's it then we'll serve out of love and that's where he's trying to turn and get us into you know no longer it's like well i just go, go keep out of hell because truth be told and nobody wants to hear this but you don't know if you're going to the hell or heaven until you get up there until you that day comes where you're face to face with him you're not gonna know because he don't want you to be comfortable and just saying and and a lot of us may be there being comfortable with saying i know i'm going to heaven and not understanding at one point how far you got away from him because we think we're here. We think we're there, right? Never get, we should never be common with Jesus. And that's what I'm talking about. Getting to my last point that he's tired of being boxed in. 
He don't want you to get him. Like to say, oh, I know all about you. That's all I need to know. I don't need no more because it's like, like I said, he is such a deep well that you have to keep on digging and digging and digging, right? And each level you experience something different and something like all the more wonderful. It's just, it's wonderful. So he's tired of being boxed in. And I remember, I think I said it on here before. And he said, like, why do they keep me hanging on the cross? They keep leaving me there. Like, I got up off that cross and rose up. My spirit is, in, you know, is there for them to, to partake in it. But they're just happy to just keep me on the cross. I'm beyond the cross, right? I'm, 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 I, I didn't transcend it. I didn't transformed into this thing where now you can have me and not just look at me on a cross, right? You can have me in you. And, and, and instead of just looking at me, hanging there, right? So, you know, and he doesn't want you to box him in. He said, because he is appropriate everywhere. I, I will say that again. Jesus is appropriate everywhere. There should not be a place where he is not allowed to be spoken of, brought up in conversations, talked about. He is appropriate everywhere. Sometimes we keep him in church, right? We don't bring him in, in dinner conversations. We don't bring him in outings. We don't bring him on brunch and breakfasts and things that we do. We don't bring him in even in our, our, our social media posts. He wants to be brought in. Don't leave him in a box. He's grieved that there are people that are ashamed of him, right? After all that he has done, and we, 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 there's there's certain places where we, we, we're not going to talk about Jesus here. We're not. No, that's just for church. That's for testimony service. That's for preaching. That's for. And he doesn't like that. He's tired of being hidden. He's tired of being. He's tired of being y'all closet lovers. <laughs> he's tired of being put in the closet and you loving him privately, but scared to love him openly. He's tired of it. It grieves him. He's like, you know, you're saying you love me in your prayer time when you're in need. But when everything's okay, you're out in the open. I barely hear you talk to me. I barely hear you ask me what I think about things. Right? You exclude me from some things. You exclude me from certain endeavors because that's business. And, and But this is God. No, it's all God. If you are a Christian, you are his sheep. It's all God. He, he, he weeps when you put him in a box. Because it's saying that, I mean, think about it. What if somebody, you were with somebody in a relationship with somebody. And they only took you out on night dates where they felt like, would nobody see you? Right? Like they, they only take you out on certain on a certain day. 
at a certain time because they know no one else will hear or see you. Like you loving on them. <laughs> That's how some of us, us, it, you know, we only deal with God in the secret, in the, in the dark. You know, I'm going to pray to you because I need something. But yet don't take them in conversations and in grocery stores and you know, we don't take them anywhere. We don't take them in our in our in our activities that we do. Because if we took them in our activities that we do, we probably wouldn't be doing them activities. <laughs> right? <laughs> we we wouldn't be doing those activities. And that's how I know he, he's tired of being left out, you know. Like, okay, God, you stay here. Like, that don't work like that. His eyes go everywhere. He goes everywhere, right? <laughs> so, listen, yes. <laughs> so, that's pretty much what I had. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what I had. And just know that God is not pleased with a lot of things that we feel it's okay. Just because he's not dealing with it, like we feel like he, he oh, he's going to deal with it. He's, and, and I, I believe this is just a warning for me to just to put out here. Sometimes he'll have me talk like this. He's going to deal with it. He's coming for all of this, right? He's coming for the pride. He's coming for, for the vanity. He's coming for the affliction of his sheep. He's coming for the division and, and quarreling. He's coming for, for he's coming for you putting him in the box he's coming for your heart he's coming for it because in order for him to do what he needs to do he has to get us straight right he's not gonna do it just think about it what if he just just spilled just i mean healing all of this stuff just 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 comes out of nowhere right it just comes out of nowhere and the thing that we're he's afraid that we're gonna do is take the glory we're gonna say that we did it we just have to be patient with his timing because he's definitely gonna deal with it oh yeah he's gonna deal with it but if, it's, if certain things happen he doesn't want us to take the glory to think that we did it because we are who we are or we have what we have. You know, he doesn't want that, right? He doesn't want you to get so comfortable with how church is now. It's going to change, right? And he wants to give hope to those that are afflicted, that have been um, hurt in church to just hold on, hold <laughs> Hold on, he's coming. Just hold on. Just pray. And I want I don't like to say just pray because praying is everything. Praying is major. Pray to him. Get a closer relationship with him. This is the time to fast and consecrate like no other. Right? To prepare ourselves to to be present cuz people are going to I mean, look for Jesus like crazy. Look for us, the ones that say, you know, they're going to be looking for representatives like crazy and we need to be prepared, right? So again, 
This is de definitely from God, spirit of God. He's definitely grieved over these things. And, you know, I, I grew and matured in it in a way where I can feel him. I can feel when he's upset because some things I'm like, why am I irritated by certain things or whatever? And it's not me. You know, it's, it's that's what's on his heart. He can get irritated. He can love us and get irritated, too. We need to stop painting him that way, too. Like, just because he loves so deeply and because he loves so deeply, that's why he's bothered. You think about it. You wouldn't be bothered by people or certain things if you didn't love love it. Right. It would irritate you so deep to your core if you didn't care. And because he cares, he's grieving over it. He's, you know, he's worried about it. And then also him being God, he's going to take care of it. <laughs> so I thank you guys. We're approaching the hour mark. I pray that this blessed you, um, gave you things to pray about, um, just kept you abreast in what, you know, is on God's heart, you know, and to just give a lot of you hope to just hold on. You know, just hold on. If you're witnessing any of these things or you're noticing, you're like, God, where are you in these things? He's right there. He's right there. He feels it and he's going to deal with it. You know, he's going to take care of it. He's going to, you know, help us get our hearts. Pray for those, you know, that people's hearts don't get hardened to his him knocking on them. Right. You know, we want to pray that people's hearts are softened to the voice of God so then they can receive you know, that that correction that they would want to turn around and they would want to repent. You know, we don't go attacking. We don't go doing petty stuff. We just, we pray, right? That their hearts don't be hardened so that they can hear God's voice for a turnaround. All right. <laughs> so I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Once again, next week I'll be on. He already gave me a topic for next week. I can't wait. That's going to be a little lighter though. That's going to be a lot more, a lot encouraging, you know, a lot more encouraging and inspiration. Um, it's going to help those that are in a, um, in a place, in a rut, and it's going to give you an uplifting, you know, because it's time. It's time for people to rise and shine, right? I'm already gave you all the topic <laughs> for next week. Rise and shine. God wants us to rise and shine i can't wait for next week that's gonna be really 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 good and i can feel it already um you know what he wants to say that at you know he wants us he wants his people to rise and shine <laughs> all right oh uh, thank you thank you tuesday so um like i said i don't think i'm gonna well this does go on youtube um guts go live on youtube so if you don't like being on facebook it is on my youtube channel the songs of my emotions ministries um i haven't did too much with tiktok follow me on tiktok i'm, I'm I, and i keep saying this but i am um i'm working on a, a book of poetry right now um so i'm gonna be reciting poetry in my bonnet <laughs> so follow me on tiktok at sonnets sonnets and bonnets for the bonnet chronicles and sonnets and bonnets because it's going to be some sonnets and bonnets right um let's see subscribe 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 to this podcast 
that is just now, you know, and I, I thank God for it, that's picking up, you know, a lot of countries have tuned in and, and he, you know, listening to all the episodes and all, but now it's like eight states have uh, touched the podcast. So God is definitely enlarging in that territory. And the voice is actually without me touching the soil. Uh, God is having my voice touch different places and different ears. And it's amazing. So I thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy your Monday night and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.